miracles surround our lives, physical miracles that we can see and hear and touch and taste. But uh, what is the point of those physical gifts and visual miracles that abundantly surround our lives? It's a theme Pastor John took up in a sermon earlier in the year titled, God's Peculiar Glory, How We Know the Bible is True, a message delivered in Houston. Here's a clip of what Pastor John said in that message. Psalm 19.1, the analogy of nature. The heavens are telling the glory of God. Psalm 19.1, the heavens are telling the glory of God. That means... God expects you to look at the stars, sun, moon, galaxies, cosmos, and by implication, I think, subatomic particles and the universe within as well as the universe without, just all the majestic, incredible, amazing world that God made, and he expects you to see the glory of God. But here's the catch. The glory of nature is not the glory of God. It points to the glory of God. It echoes the glory of God. It leads to the glory of God. Because Einstein looked at the glory of the heavens and went to church and said, I have seen so much more glory than the preachers. I don't think they know what they're talking about. When I read that about 20 years ago, I thought, God, I don't want ever anybody to say that about me. Please, God, don't let anybody say that when they hear me preach that I just look up in the night sky and I've seen a bigger God than Piper has. Any of you preachers here, make that a resolution. That'll never happen. God willing, that'll never happen. All that to say, Einstein was not a believer, and he saw glory, and he didn't see the glory of God. So what does it mean? The heavens are telling the glory of God. I think it means there are eyes here, and there are eyes here, and for those who have eyes to see, when these eyes see, these eyes see through. And you know, Beyond the shadow of a doubt, God made that. I mean, have you ever been like me? I mean, I'm walking to church. I've got a path I walk to church. I've probably walked it 10,000 times over the last 35 years. I'm seven-minute walk from my church, 600 paces door to door. I know the trees. I know the apartments. I know this walk. Do it blindfolded. And there are seasons of the year when the apple blossoms are coming. I know the weekend. I know the concert that always happens on that weekend. I mean, everything is beautiful. And I try sometimes not to believe that God made this tree. I look at this tree, 80 feet tall, branches that probably weigh as much as five cars. And it's March, and 80 feet up there, little buds are coming out, and there's no heart pumping in this tree. (laughs) Pushing the sap 80 feet into the air. I mean, I get blood. Pump, pump, pump. Feet to head, feet to head. Sap, I don't get that. You can call it capillarity or whatever. I say, that's a miracle. Now, even if you explain it, <laughs> like put a, put a name on it, capillarity. Like, oh, 
that helps. <laughs> I cannot not believe God made that tree. Now you may think that's naive. I think when I stand at the judgment day and all the nations are gathered and I'm standing there before the living God and God looks out over all the atheists who didn't believe God made the trees, they're going to look ridiculous. Amen. God help us to see and see through. This short sermon clip was taken for John Piper's message on April 28th of this year. It's titled, God's Peculiar Glory. How we know the Bible is true, and it's uh, named after Pastor John's new book, A Peculiar Glory, which you can find and download free of charge entirely from our site, DesiringGod.org. I hope you'll pick it up and read it. Well, we get a lot of emails from you listeners every month, and I doubt there's a more common question over the years than the question about blaspheming the Holy Spirit, the unpardonable sin. Can Christians be guilty of this unforgivable sin or not? This is huge, and it's tomorrow. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast with John Piper.